Hello, welcome to You Haven't Blanked That. I'm Forrest. And this is Jimmy. Jimmy. Hey, Forrest. Uh, so this week, it's our Christmas Spectacular. Spectacular Christmas. A Chris- Carol for Another Christmas by Rod Ser- Serling. Uh, Carol for Another Christmas. Three ghosts visit a bitter man, Sterling Hayden, who has never recovered from losing his son during War- World War II. World War I, I. The Second World War. Yes. Um, Just like the first, kind of, but the same, sequel. Same stage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is essentially um, so Rod Serling's Christmas Carol. Yes, and I'm on, I've always been part of like, Christmas time is always time for ghost stories. Okay. But that's that's also because um, I used to read a lot of those Penny Dreadfuls. Yeah. And, like, um, all those, like, they would, uh, there was a magazine I was subscribed to when I was little. And it would, like, they would, at the end of the, the back of the magazine, they would have um, the reissues of, like, like, you know, like, in, like, 18-whatever, this this came out, and it was, like, the, all the ghost stories, and they all came out during Christmas time, because that's when Victorian did their, like, push for all the, like, the painting yeah. festivals. So, usually all the ghost stories would be around Christmas time. So, um, which is probably why, like, this, uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol has the three ghosts, and a Carol for Another Christmas is, uh, obviously... Another story of three ghosts visiting. I actually like this movie. It's, I, it's, it's weird. Struggled. I struggled because I tried to watch it three different times, and each time I'm like, ah, I'm just not in the mood. Um, but I was like, okay, well, let's just let's just watch it. It's and, definitely Rod Serling, but it's definitely not like regular Rod Serling. You know what I mean? There's there's obviously a lot of like moments where you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, well, he was. I mean, that's. I mean. It, it's when the ghost it's, of, uh, it's in, of your don't fuck up the future ghost. Oh, was, Robert Shaw. Yeah, when he was like, you, you know who that was, don't you? Who was that? That was Quint. That was Quint from Jaws. Oh, oh shit! Was it really? Oh, oh, let's go. Oh, let's, hold on, hold on. But we're like, not done. There's a lot of people in this movie who are like big people and things that we watched, and that I'm, you're gonna be, your mind's gonna get blown. Okay, so okay, I'm excited. Your mind, <laughs> your mind is gonna be blown. But this is the part where the um in the movie where he was like, he goes, the clock has stopped, and he was like, the clock has been stopped for a long time. What year is it? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> but what year? 
any year. But <laughs> <laughs> then, like, then he's like, he's like, he goes, people refer to it now as the time of the Great War. Um, he wasn't so dramatic, obviously, but uh, I was like, oh, okay. But I, honestly, I really, really like this movie. Um, and there's like a lot of big names on this, though. Like the music, do you know who did all the music for this? Uh, Henry Henry Mancini. Do you know what Henry Mancini did the music for? I know. The Pink Panther. I love the Pink Panther. Can I tell you a Pink Panther joke? Yes. Do you know the Pink Panther joke? I think I do. What does the Pink Panther say when he steps on an ant? Did ant. Did ant. Did ant. Did ant. Did ant. Follow up that's kind of a spinoff of that joke. Um, my dad and Aunt Kelly at one point found out they had an aunt that left them some money. <laughs> and, <laughs> you and, refer to as Pink Panther money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's horrible. I was like thirteen. I was like, and Mary Kelly goes, "Yeah, I got all that Pink Panther money." I'm like, "Pink Panther money? What are you talking about?" And she just goes, "Dead aunt, dead aunt, dead aunt." <laughs> Oh, it's so uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Did you call it Pink Panther? <laughs> oh, my uh, cheeks are... Oh. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, so this was directed by Joseph Mankiewicz. Okay. Did you see Mank at all? Did you see that David Fincher movie? No. It's I think he plays Joseph Mankiewicz. It's who he plays. It's uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Oh, okay. It was good. Uh, Sterling Hayding was the general from Doctor Strangelove. Jack Jack oh, Ripper, yeah, yeah. That's the same guy. And I, I, something else I forgot that he was in too. I couldn't think of that off the top of my head. Ben Gazzara. Do you know who Ben Gazzara is? No. In... There's two things that I, I only know him from a couple things, but he has been in a shitload of other things that I know. I've only seen him in two things outside of this. And the Big Lebowski, remember the porn guy? The yes. old guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Ben Gazzara. Oh, okay. And um, I, and I, I this is the only thing I know, other thing I know him from, but it's not even in it. In uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, he was the Paul Newman role originally, like when there was a stage play. Oh, okay. This got a... Uh... Well, he uh, so he 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 he's like he's like a war profiteer essentially, right? Is that what is that what it was kind of like? He was a profit, or he had he no he you no know, he was it was that he was like he the his son he, had died his son, he was his he, son's name what was his son's name I forgot because I, I thought he referenced the original Christmas Carol. Oh well, well for, okay, no, you're here's what you're thinking. The Bengazara role, role is his nephew, and he called his nephew Fred, which is. Scrooge's nephew's name in right, but then I think he referred to him as Marlo or called oh, Marley. They Marley. did call him Marley. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So that it's rather than being rather than Marley being his partner, it was his kid. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, you're yeah, right yeah. about that. Um, 
so there's the Ghost of Christmas Past. And um, I like how his nephew comes to the door. He's like, Uncle, like, he's like, How's it? Get the fuck out of my house. He goes, I would, but I have a love for your son, my cousin. Family relations, bitch. Let's have a drink to him. He goes, Get the fuck out. And then, but he's haunted. He's like, The house is haunted. Yeah. Because, um, the, the record, record player, player keeps playing the song. Yeah. He keeps playing like those uh, World War II hymns. And his butler's like, are you alright? Do you hear it? Do you hear the music? Yeah, and then he sees the dramatic looking through all the records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that a, dramatic. There's, and there's a lot less swearing. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't yell at all. Um, and then he sees himself like looking through the rubble of Hiroshima and all that. and Fujio! Fujio, yeah, that is his daughter. Oh, that is his sister that he's looking for in the rubble of the bomb. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I'm mocking it, but I, I do love this movie. When I cho- when I chose this, like <laughs> at the beginning of January, I really didn't mean for it to be this topical. <laughs> um, now the grass, the ghost of Christmas present, present is an actor named Pat Hingle. He is a very important part of your childhood. Pat Hingle? Pat Hingle. Uh, I don't know him. He is... You do know him. I don't. He is your Commissioner Gordon (gasps) for the Tim Burton Batman. Whoa! Hold on one second. Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. Uh, No, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, my God. He played Commissioner Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Sorry, I'm looking at I know. Where they're on the boat. So with him, he's on the boat and he's talking about all the... I do like that scene. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting just... No, 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 it's okay. Sentence. You're looking at that and tripping out on how young he yeah. looks, right? Um, also, uh, Richard on... Harris is in it. Richard Harris isn't in this. Who was hey. he? Who was he in this? I don't know. Probably a different Richard Harris. Yeah, you No, think... it would have to be. Why would it have to be? Because he's the same age. As all these fucking dead people. <laughs> all these dead people. He's the same age as all these fucking dead people. He, he was in the uh, the future one. He played Dumbledore. <laughs> Pat Hingle, man. Pat Hingle. Dude. Pat Hingle's in a lot of shit. He's like one of those like people that are like, you think he's an actor, but then you're like, man, he really was an actor. He was in Hang Him High. Yeah, he was. He was in the Gauntlet, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, so uh, Splendor in the Grass. You remember Sudden the Impact? Yeah, everybody knows him from Mama, uh, Bloody Mama. So uh, you know where they're in the future, and then there's the the Peter Sellers character, and then there's the 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 uh, the mother. Oh yeah, that. Is Brett Eklund. Remember in remember the remember the girl that like is like I'm gonna be naked in um in the Wicker Man. Yes, that's her. Oh, she was also in Endless Nights. Have you seen that one? Endless Nights, I have not. Or Get Carter. Uh, the original Get Carter. Have you yeah. seen the original Get Carter? No, the original Get Carter is fucking. But I know she's in it. But I know she's in it. Kids are looking at her fucking. IMDb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The original Get Carter is fucking awesome. Holy shit, she was in The Man with the Golden Gun? Yeah. Wow. 
with the pepper saw. With the pepper saw? Yeah, I'm looking at this. Uh, so, with the pepper saw is a horror mystery film from 1972. A wicked boy develops an unhealthy attitude towards his stepmother, Brett Eklund, and their mansion in rural Spain. Dude, this looks like a great movie. Oh, uh, you know why they call it why the uh, what the pepper saw? Why? What because she was in the kitchen. Um. So yeah, I can say Ghost of Christmas Future is Robert Shaw, who played one Quint in Jaws. Um. Yeah, you know this isn't my favorite. I'm a huge. You didn't like this? No, no, no. I do. I do like it. It's not my favorite Rod Serling thing. You know what I mean? There's aspects to it where, like, obviously he was trying to be, like, grandeur in this, but trying to tie it to think, Christmas Carol. Well, they were supposed to do, I don't know how many more of these he did. This was supposed to be the first of a bunch of, like, specials like this. Oh, okay. I don't know. The, the, oh, this, was this, like, uh, direct-to-TV? It was like a TV thing, yeah. Oh, okay. It was like a TV... Well, it was certainly... Well, direct-to-TV uh, things aren't terrible, because you get great movies like It was a TV The original film. It was, yes. Uh, you get uh, V... That was a TV movie. That was phenomenal. Everybody loves that movie. There's no Every, question about everybody it. Everybody loves and it. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and then there was that X-Men movie. Do you remember that one? I like that one. Which X-Men movie? The one with with with, with uh, Emma Frost? Yeah. You what? didn't like that movie? It was a Gen X or something? Or what yeah, was it was Generation X or whatever. It was supposed to be the, the new version of the X-Men at that uh, point. Yeah, you know, we also got that... Um, you, didn't like that you didn't like that movie? You know what we else we got? You know what else we got? Hey, hey. What did we get? We also got that Nick Fury movie with David Hasselhoff. But who am I to say? Well, you that was a thing. Hey, that was a point of contention when Samuel L. Jackson got hired as Nick Fury. Did you know that? I did know that because I was uh, not part of that bandwagon because I'm equal rights for equal roles. Uh, but... Uh, I did remember hearing a lot because of that. Because it, it was almost like... It was called Generation X, by the way. That was that X-Men movie. Yeah. So good. It was okay. Sorry, I'm looking at Gen X movies. Uh, Generation X. Pictures? Pictures, yeah. They only showed that shit like once, right? Well, they only showed it once. Uh, I remember buying the VHS because I liked it a lot. Oh, you could probably find it on YouTube. My thing, um, movies I can't find, you know what I mean? Like, are they, if they haven't been released over here, um, I've been finding them on YouTube. A lot of Jackie Chan on YouTube. Oh, really? But you, but also you can get it off of uh, Freebie. A lot of Jackie Chan on Freebie. I like oh, Freebie. I do, too. Um, I watched a Jackie Chan movie in a while. I was like, my name was this thing for like a good like two or three months. Dude, I'm going to get a Generation X t-shirt made why don't they do anything more with that gen x and do they just make them they, all x-men yeah because it, it, the comics cause it got too flooded over with so many x well that was the thing is stories the, the reason why do you know why kamala khan's a mutant now but not a mutant then they had a rule when they were making new characters at the time kamala khan was was created uh-huh. no more mutants well yeah because that was that because that's right after um house of m where Wanda ended up, like, getting rid of all the mutants. 
And mm-hmm. so, like, but that's when her story, that's when they created her, and you're like, ah, well, shit. Yeah, they created her, and then they were like, oh, no, we're not doing mutants anymore. I was like, but we need it. I need it. Um. There you go. But, okay, so, uh, we ask a question each. No, we're, we're not done with we're this not film. Done, I'm sorry, what else is there? We didn't even talk about what was going on, what happened, what's the conclusion of this film? Well, he goes to the future, and Robert Shaw's all like, oh, shit's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Bye everybody. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, dude. Like, what's your favorite part of the movie then? I like that scene on the boat with uh, yeah. um, where Patty Hill's talking to him about all the people. Um, because the entire time, his conflict is that like he doesn't my, want to. My least, oh god, I'm sorry. Because his biggest conflict is that he lost his son, and he doesn't feel like. Why should we go? Why should we send? He goes. What did he say? He goes. I. I I gave them my son, and I got back his uh, his, his trinkets. Corpse. Yeah. Or uh, uh, he said some specific line, uh, but yeah, I got back his effects. He was like, I he goes, I why do I need? Because he's all bitter at America. He's bitter at at the world for having these wars, and he just wants to stay out of it. He wants to completely stay out of it. And um, every time he goes around when he visits Hiroshima and sees the little kid, he goes like, "This just brings my point more." More to my point, there's like the fact that we supplied the bodies for them to have their fucking fight because they can't agree. I give up my son and my life and everything is ruined for other people's bickering. That's bullshit. And then you get him going through the whole motions, but at the end, he like he's on board because like the thing is like, do you stand idly by and watch dis- like destruction happen or not? Because in that Hiroshima. Um, the ghost was like telling the girl was telling him was like, look, he goes the amount of people that died here, were the, in one afternoon was the amount of people that died, in the entire civil war. Yeah. He was like, so he goes imagine what would happen, in like three afternoons the world would, the world would be gone. He goes like and then so it's like his, the whole story was just like a like a, call to action. Yeah. Because like that's what it was. Yeah. But um. A little too much on the nose on a lot of and it. And that's my that's my beef with this is that um It's just a propaganda film. <laughs> I'm I'm alright. I'm not saying like it's it's not. I'm not saying that it's a bad film, but like it's obviously saying pro America, pro pro war. Like let's get in there and let's let's fight. Because at the same time, like this came out during the war or like oh post war where people didn't want to be part of the fight, didn't want to be part of it, like, because they gave up everything. Like, people rode bikes at that time because they were saving gas to send overseas. Like, everything was just, like, a sacrifice for the greater good. And most people said, well, fuck, dude, I don't want to give up my own shit. Whatever. It's the greater good. The the greater good. Uh, But at the same time, it's just, like, people forgot what the consequences are. And so this movie's, like... These are the consequences. These are the reasons why we have to fight and we have to be in it. Because the moment we grow bitter and selfish, it's like the moment where like we let everything else rule our actions. Yeah. But yeah, no, like um, I don't know, dude. Like I like it. It's too on point sometimes, but it's uh, I was expecting it to turn into a Christmassy, like. Let's find your spirit of Christmas, and it's like, it wasn't that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it um like so and that and it is too on the but nose, it, and that's what bothers me about it. That's the only thing that really bothers me about it is that it's the one thing that's super on the nose for Rod Serling, who who is a master. I mean, if you watch as much Twilight Zone as I've watched, he's the master of hiding that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's the master of hiding all of that. Yeah, but like I don't know. I felt like it was good. I felt like it was. Maybe his idea, and he just gave it to a writing team to write for it. No, it's him. Is it him? See, I feel like that's not though, because I feel like he, he would have. So how much? I, I, but the thing is, how like, much you tell you give him? How much him, about Rod Sterling do you know? Uh, he's a fantastic writer. He wrote the Twilight Zone. He uh is not the voice in the Twilight Zone, at the Tower of Terror. Um, that is voiced by a very fantastic uh voice actor who was able to mimic his voice. Uh, and that's about it. Did you um, know that? I, yeah, I know that's not him. Okay. So the, um, so he, he so he, um, he writes like the first two or three seasons of the Twilight Zone by himself. Adapts a lot of books. Uh-huh. Like he adapts some short stories from people. Um, the guy who, what's the, the, the brain dead that we watched? Oh Yeah. Uh, his name, the guy who wrote that his name was Charles Beaumont. Oh, so Charles Beaumont, when I was telling you about The Intruder, Charles Beaumont, the same guy who wrote The Intruder, wrote Brain Dead. Oh, okay. Um, Great he, film. Yeah, so it was Butterflies. The Intruder. Yeah. So Charles Beaumont wrote a bunch of sci-fi like that. He was one of Roger Corman's, like, really good, like, people. But he wrote a bunch of short stories, and uh, a lot of them get, get adapted by... Now... He he writes a lot of them, but he doesn't direct a lot of these, if any of these. Okay. He wrote he wrote a lot. Like the did you know who do you know who directed the the Gremlin, the original Gremlin on the plane? No. Richard Donner directed that episode. Oh, that I did know. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um. So it just kind of dawned on me why I think this movie Donnered on you. <laughs> yes. Um. But why it uh. I wasn't into it. And I think it's because it's mixing two things. I feel like they should be separate. Okay. They shouldn't be separate. Nothing should be separate. But it's... Uh, you get a science fiction writer writing a Christmas carol. But that's the thing. And then, so, like, you, you like, which is fine. But the thing is, like, rather than add the elements to the Christmas carol to the science fiction or the science fiction to the whatever, I feel like he was writing two stories How- and was like, how much yeah, how much Twilight Zone have you actually watched? And I don't mean that in a shitty way. Uh, I watched a lot when I was younger, like a lot. You consider all that science fiction? Yeah, all of it. I'm going through the stories in my head. Uh, I, I I figured that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I see. I <laughs> yes, there are some science fiction stories in there. He's, science fiction doesn't mean like it's like um. But science fiction is also uh, my. Defi- what's your definition of science fiction? Science fiction is taking a story that is not of this world. It could be similar to this world, um, and giving it a different frame to tell a story about insight. Like Dune. Dune is a science fiction story, which is probably the greatest science fiction story. But that story, if you break down its elements, it's literally about a boy who uh, feels alienated, uh, develops a power, ends up uh, ruling that 
planet with an iron fist and like seeing the future and forever being the god emperor. But um, I see. I don't know. I don't see. I know they. I I, I don't see all these but, in science but, fiction. Like, so let's go. Let's pick one story. Let's uh, let's talk about the library. Well, right? You talking about the, t- are, are, the broken are, glass? Oh oh oh! Time at last. Time at last. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's, talk about, about, let's yes. talk about that story. Yes. Let's let's talk about the library. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the library. Uh, um, yeah. So that story. Um, you get a man. It's so obviously the science fiction is. It's uh, current day, but it's separated, and it's about this man who's living in this town, and no one else exists, and he right, because no one else he's no one else is in that that, that world, right? Because he's no, alone. No, not at the, at the end. He is. You know what happens in that story? When's the last time you saw that episode? Yeah, the nuclear blast and kills everybody. Yeah, at the end of it. Yeah, except okay. for him. Okay, so here's what happens. Okay, tell me what happens. He's a fucking daydreamer. Okay. He reads a lot, and he's he's distracted, and he's kind of fucking up at work. And they keep telling him, like his boss keeps telling him, his wife keeps telling him, "Hey, you're you know, you're kind of a fuck up," and you know, just kind of everybody's giving him shit because all he wants to do is read. Right. And he and I and I think he's reading like pulp novels because like he's reading anything and everything, but I think like they're giving him shit about reading like pulp novels and shit. Right. Because I think when you're when you're that into reading, that's what you're fucking reading. You're reading pulp novels at that time. Yeah. So he goes into like a library or like the basement of a library or something. Yeah, he's that's where it is. And then like the and then, glass. But has... he has also the thing that you see is that he has these really thick glasses. Yeah. Like fucking bottles, and he goes out into the library and reads for a long ass time. Like he's just sick of everybody. He just wants to be left alone and to fucking read. So he goes down there and he reads. And in the middle of him reading, there's a fucking nuclear blast and everybody dies. Right. And this is the last, like, five minutes of the fucking story. Everybody dies. And then he... Um, he's, like, fucking happy. Like, I don't got a boss. I don't got a wife. Fuck them all. I can read all these books. He's walking around town. There's no, a, no, he doesn't want... There's a skeleton of a woman. He goes, hey, bitch. He doesn't... He, he, doesn't, he just crumbles into dust. He doesn't have time to... He doesn't have time to, walk, to read around town. You know why? Because he, as he's like celebrating and dancing around, his fucking glasses fall and break. For his fucking Uberance. What's the word I'm looking for? Not Uberance. <laughs> Is that the word? No. Because he was gloating. Hubris. Hubris. Yeah. And then he, then he's like, he's like, but there's finally time. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's. Why? The, but that's not, I don't see that as science fiction. Uh, that the world is destroyed by a nuclear blast. Okay, I'll tell you my favorite one. My favorite one. Tell me, any, tell me any story. I'll point out the science fiction in it. Okay, go. So this guy works in a fucking pig face doctor's science fiction. Pig face. No, it's not that one. Okay. Guy works in like a junk shop. Okay. I think it's. I think that sort of stuff. He works in a junk shop, and he finds a fucking magic lamp. What's That's the title? What's the title? I forgot what it's called, but go it's ahead. like I think it's like four wishes. So he finds a magical. Finds a magic lamp and he makes his wishes. And every time he goes, the guy is like, "He's like, I'll give you, I'll give you your wishes." But I, I, I forgot what the the thing was at the end of it. But he, he's gonna give him four wishes. Okay. Okay. So he does your normal, your money, your power, you know, your money. He goes your money, you know, happy marriage, all those things, right? And then yeah. something doesn't work for each of them. And then he's just fed up and he goes, "I want all the fucking power in the world. I want the fucking power. I want everybody to fucking fear me." And blah blah blah. So the guy fucking turns him into Hitler. And not just Hitler, but Hitler in the bunker when they're coming to kill him. <laughs> Hitler never died. Uh-huh. 
Anyway. He, he did it. Um, it is sci-fi, though. All of it. All of it. All of it is sci-fi. All of it's sci-fi. I don't think it's all sci-fi. I could, there's a western. There's a. There's well, you talk. Well, because that one has to do with magic, but like, <sighs> there's a couple western ones. Yeah. You're talking about. You're thinking of the, uh, what's his face, the Martin Landau one. Yeah. No, there's one with Lee Van Cleef where he has to go. That one, that one is horror. Where he has to go. Do you see the one with Lee, the Lee Van Cleef where he has to, with the knife? Yeah. That one's horror. You're telling me that one's not horror. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, there's horror in science fiction. Yeah, but you're you're saying. But yeah, I, I, your I, your your comment was. I think, was you're, I think all you're, of ta- them. you're you're taking the 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 like the standard version of science fiction and just saying, well, that doesn't encompass this. It doesn't. Some of you, yeah, you're you're, yeah. you're 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 you you are hard hard horror. If you look up science, there's some Twilight horror Zone, in you, this house. There's some horror <laughs> in this house. If you house. look up Twilight Zone and ask if it's science fiction, it'll say yes. Because the stories, but yes. greater than normal life. But they are. But what? There's no. Okay, I'll say this. Then here, here's what I will say. Then there's some technical aspect to science fiction, right? These don't all have technical aspects. Yeah, that's how I figured you were going. That's with it. Yeah. that's 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 what yeah. I'll say. Okay. There's a there's not all these have a technical aspect, but and that's what <coughs> I feel science fiction has to have that technical aspect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Um, but checkmate, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not saying that they all don't. Like the one with the plane, where the where it's like the army man. It's like the early one. It's like the all the pilots are on the fucking plane and it gets lost. Uh-huh. And they just fucking pop. Then they just pop up out of nowhere. Well, how does the what's the what's the verbiage of the intro to the Twilight Zone? It's not science fiction. No, but what what is it? Though? You're thinking of now Outer Limits. I feel Outer Limits is a science. Fiction is science fi- is science fiction? I will 100 percent give what's you. What's the? But do you know fiction. the words for the Twilight Zone? You, dude, I don't know what the fuck my fucking head right now. What? What? Uh. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> it starts off with uh, blah 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 blah. Everything in the story is science fiction. Perfect. <laughs> uh, no, hold on. Let me, where are the words? I don't know why Twilight popped up. Oh, that's why. <laughs> you put in Twilight. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension that is not only sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Next stop, Twilight Zone. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> um, so you're traveling to another dimension. How are you traveling through that dimension, horse? Through sight and sound, through your television. Television is the science, science fiction. Second day. Bye, everybody. We ask a question every time. <laughs> uh, Corey Feldman. Um, I don't want him in this. Uh, no, he has to be. He has to be in it. Like he's the world's greatest actor. How do you not the world want the world's greatest actor, singer, uh, spokesperson, uh, model? 
all around great guy. I don't want him in anything that is. <clears throat> I think he would be perfect as the cousin in the beginning because I don't really want to be distracted with him throughout the entire film. Uh, he's then he pops back in at the end. I like Ben Gazzara much more than I like Corey Feldman. It's a lie. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Forrest. So the second part of our Christmas spectacular... Spectacular Christmas! ...is um, a little a little animated piece based on a William S. Burroughs. What's, what's the... It's a Junkie's Christmas. A Junkie's Christmas. Burroughs takes down his book... Uh, takes down a book and reads us a tale... A tale of Danny the Car Wiper... Who spends Christmas Day trying to score a fix, but finds the Christmas spirit instead? Dude, um, this is the longest twenty-one minutes and forty-five <laughs> seconds I spent in my entire life. They showed this on VH1. Dude, and Francis Ford Coppola produced this, Jimmy. Oh my god, why? First off, you don't understand the beats. Did you read the book? Did I read the book? No, I've not read this. I've not read this story. But uh, apparently, there is an audio version with Kurt Cobain playing music in the background somewhere. That's cool. You know what I also what I pictured when I was watching this because I was just filled with daydreams the entire time watching this stupid thing. Were you also on heroin? Uh, no, I was thinking of uh, the fucking uh, mm-hmm. drugstore cowboy. Uh, but yeah, no, this is like probably the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But, um, no, I'm just kidding. It, uh, is it? Am I, so am I kidding? Weird. No. we start talking about hair on your nose, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. What do you mean by that, Forrest? Oh, I'm so sleepy <laughs> right <laughs> now. <laughs> what are other heroin uh, attributes? I don't know. Uh, don't I get so many tracks on my arm. They call, I call my arms reading in B.O. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Damn! Okay. <laughs> we should take this seriously. We should take, not yeah. really. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, this. <sighs> so uh, let's go through the beats. He's trying to find his next hit. Fix, fix, whatever. Um. Well, first, but before we get into that, what do you know about William S. Burroughs? Uh, he wrote a book called The Junkies Christmas. Well, it's a short story. He wrote many stories. He also was known to be a very nerdy piece of shit. No, I mean, he was a heroin addict. Um, You know who he is in that... You know why this book, this story reminded you of... Yeah, because he's the old man in... Yeah, movie, yeah. Yeah. Is that why you picked this movie? No, I picked this before you showed me this. Oh, okay. Before you showed me that. I was just like, "Mm, Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Burroughs. What do you know about William S. Burroughs? I do know that he is uh, at the end credits of Blade Runner. He is. He was. Do you know why? You can tell me why. Let's hear why. Uh, because he wrote a similar screenplay with the same title, so legal reasons they had to put his name in there. Okay, that's it. Did he? He wrote a screenplay called Blade Runner. Yeah. 
Where are you finding this shit? Dude, this is from Knowledge, dude. Also, breaking news... No, you're thinking of William... Are you thinking of William Gibson? No. Uh, breaking news, Connor Bedard spoke about Corey Perry's incident for the first time on Friday's afternoon. It is just a bunch of bullshit on this on the internet. It has, of course, been oh, an effect... he wrote a book. ...of myself... And my family, and that is not fair. But it is our, but it's out of control. It's just, it's just fake, made up stuff. Says the man whose mom got banged by Corey Perry. <laughs> First off, he is in denial. <laughs> he is in denial that one of his favorite hockey players banged his mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, go ahead, continue. Sorry, <laughs> I'm with. I, just, I just want to look up. Just, just stop. Just admit that it happened, because this is gonna fuck him up even more. No, for sure. And the thing, the, well, the thing is, Corey even said that he there was an incident where he got he was substance and uh, alcohol abuse. First off, you, I don't think he. You know why? You know I why know, I don't think I, he did I think, it. I think Corey's a little shit, and he's always been a little shit. And then he just totally just banged his mom because he got pissed off. I don't think he got hammered though. I don't think he got hammered. I think they were just using that as an excuse. Yeah, and then. But like, also, you know how I also know it's not an excuse because he's getting lawyers to fucking work on his to, to fucking sue him. He's getting lawyers to sue the fucking Blackhawks right now. Well, he was seen at the fucking lights. If you're huh, if you're wrong, you're not getting lawyers. Yeah, no, for sure. Also, he was over at the Lightning's uh, practice. Right? Or was it... No, he was at the Lightning's practice and all the hockey guys came up to him and were high-fiving him and stuff and he was drinking his coffee. Because, like... You know what I mean? No, I know. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Just... Just... <laughs> just like your blind item that you sent me the other day. <laughs> oh, I see. I saw Everybody like, knows. Oh, man. Everybody knows. <laughs> but anyway, back to this William S. Burroughs... What do you know? Else, do you know? I didn't realize about the Blade Runner thing. I'm going to check that Blade Runner book out now because I'm interested in that. Yeah, um, because I, I'm I'm familiar with Naked Lunch. I've read excerpts from it, but I've not gone to it. Um, I know him from uh, On the Road. Did you know he's a character in On the Road? No, he is Old Bully and On the Road. Do you know that he also wrote an expose on the Scientology? I yes, I did know that. Okay. Um. Did you also know that he killed his second <laughs> wife? No. In 1951, in Mexico City, William Burroughs initially claimed that he shot his wife while drunkenly attempting a William Tell stunt. He later told investigators that he'd been showing his pistol to his friends when it fell and hit the table, firing the bullet that killed his wife. Wow. When he got to the United States, he was convicted of manslaughter in absentia and received a two-year suspended sentence. Huh. Um, so back to the... Hold on, I got more William S. Burrow knowledge, knowledge that you're going to drop on me. Um, so, you know, uh, it's also referenced in The Simpsons, but Naked Lunch... Yes, that's the book I just referenced a second ago. Yeah. Um, do you know... There are two things wrong with this story. <laughs> uh, do you know that uh, a famous rock band... Uh, band? Group? Group. Uh, actually, were the ones who uh, gave the name for Naked Lunch. Do you know who that band was? Which or that band, band was? Was that? Steely Dan. You don't say... 
Okay. Did you also know that he was addicted to heroin? Yes. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know. <clears throat> a lot of people did not know he was addicted to heroin. Yep. Also, he lived in a windowless apartment in the basement of the, what used to be the YMCA. But people used to call it the Bill Bunker. Bill's Bunker. You don't say. He was the heir to the Borough Cash Register Company fortune. A family trust fund allowed him to write without holding other jobs. That's all, that's all I have. When he was a child, he had a vision of a cat-sized green reindeer while walking in the park. Also, I'm just kidding. That's all I have. Um, uh, so this claymation... Yeah, did you recognize the claymation? No. From that Alice in Chains video? Oh, yeah. Same people. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, it was weird. Okay, so he, it's a weird, it's, so it's he, a, he's looking he for a fix. fix. He finds a suitcase and ends up having a foot in it. He yeah. was going to try to sell the suitcase to get some money. And then he ends up going to a doctor's house and getting like his fix, doesn't he eventually? Yeah. And then he finds, what is it that he sells? He sells something to get to be able to get a hotel room, right? Yeah. Sorry, I just saw a mosquito. I was about to swap it, and I lost it. Ah, thank you. Uh, yeah, he... What the fuck does he sell? I forget what he sold. He sells. stole something. And then he, he stole something. Oh, he sold what he got from the doctor, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he stole, like, all that shit that he stole he from He sold something from the doctor, and then he, he sells it, and he's able to get the hotel room. And then while he's in the hotel, some guy was in pain, and he gives him the heroin. And then he gets the he gets a a Christmas high, <laughs> a miracle. It's honestly, I just, I just didn't give a fuck about this. This it was twenty minutes, twenty one minutes, forty five seconds. <sighs> I will never get that back, Forrest. Oh, there's plenty of things that you've made me watch that I will never... What was worse than this? You know what was worse than this? What? What's your stupid wrestling movie? Ready to Rumble? Shut the fuck up! That was a great movie! Oh, dude. Ready to Rumble... I didn't even finish it, and I'm not gonna get that... You didn't even fucking finish it? No, because I won't... That's where you get the conclusion! That's where the conclusion is found! At the end, Forrest! I watched a movie called The Intruder. Old 1960s Roger Corman oh, movie. Oh, I was thinking a different movie. Okay. It's got William Shatner in it. Okay. And he's this guy. He's, he's, it's the guy you're following, but he's, he's clearly the villain. Is of he, is he, uh, well, the now term would be, uh, Nicolas Cage in it, but is he Shatner in it? Um, it's early Shatner. It's, it's pre-Star Trek Shatner. Oh, so he's, is he very so dramatic? It's, I think it's pre I think it's pre Star Trek post Nuremberg Trials star uh William Shatner. Okay. Okay. Have you seen the Nuremberg Trials? I uh, no, I have not. That's one of the first movies my grandma saw him in. 
Okay. It's, it's about the Nuremberg trials yeah. from fucking World War Two. So this movie, The Intruder, he goes to this town, and they're um, integrating their schools, and he's going to, like, start some shit about to get the white people all pissed off that they're integrating the schools. Ooh, okay. It's an interesting... It's a, Roger, it's a full-on Roger Corman movie. It was interesting. It was good. Uh, I watched a documentary about Albert Brooks called Defending My Life. Um, you saw the movie Defending Your Life that he wrote. Yeah. And directed. And this is a documentary. Documentary about him. Yeah, it okay. was good. Um, do you like Matt? Are you are you a Matt Rife person? Um, Matt Rife. The comedian? I'm sorry, I'm going to say air quotes comedian. Oh, um, I know of him, but not, uh, not a big fan. Lisa's a Matt Rife person. Uh-huh. And uh, she made me watch his comedy special i think he's just a pretty boy that got famous on tiktok and his jokes are funny like but they're not like i'm well, gonna his, go out of my way for him he's and it's okay to be fast on your feet yeah but like his actual like scripted and did you hear why everybody's all pissed off uh oh that's right because he's on the cancel train right now yeah did you hear why he's on the cancel train though uh know, he makes a joke about domestic back. violence like five minutes into a thing like that's his opening joke uh-huh. And everybody's all like, why would you make a joke about that when, like, 90% of your audience is, is, is women? Yeah. And he's like, well, I made this special for the guys. And it's like, are you a fucking idiot? Yeah. You know how you got there. Like, what are, what are, what are you doing? Yeah. It's because everybody has been giving him shit that he's a pretty boy. So he tried to be too edgy. And unfortunately, he was too edgy for his own good. Yeah. That's actually. No, he's he's at he. It wasn't. My thing is just comedy's comedy, like whatever. It's not into it. It's not your comedy special. It wasn't like even Lisa didn't really laugh in the middle of it. And she's like the one who's like, I want to go see Matt Ryan. Like she's been trying to get me to take her. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not paying, fucking secondhand like like fucking resale tickets to go see, the new hot thing. Yeah. Like uh, I don't know. I would. Who would I? I would pay. Would I pay to see him? Probably. No, I, I wouldn't. Unless somebody else big was, like, with him. Um, I was going to say, I saw... I've been watching the Harry Potter um, movies. Again? again. Why? Because uh, I like them. Oh, oh. partway through, I got to tell you this. So, Lisa... So, I showed Emily Army of Darkness on the fucking edge of her seat. Like I mentioned yeah. a moment ago. And then Lisa's like, do you want to try watching Harry Potter? And Emily's like, um, oh, sure, I guess. And she got about 30 minutes in, and she goes, this is fucking boring, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Emily, are you saying you like Army of Darkness? I'm like, honey, are you saying you like Army of Darkness more than you like Harry Potter? <laughs> she goes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, honey, I don't think she wants to watch this. <laughs> and so she at got all pissed off at me. <laughs> because my daughter, because Emily likes... <laughs> Army of Darkness more like than Harry Potter. Shit than Harry Potter. Um, that's funny. Well, I'm trying to. So she, but she's pulling a me on on stuff right now. So we let her read. We let her read Agatha Christie. We watch a lot of murder mystery stuff. Yeah. And she, I've been trying to get her. She'll start Agatha Christie books, but she won't finish them. Oh, okay. They're a little dense, and it's yeah, no, and, I, and yeah. I get it. I was, that's how I was impressed that she was reading them. She she does okay. Like she'll get through a good point portion of them, but she just I think she just wants to read something a little more like faster. like like faster. So, I was like, hey, why don't you try Nancy Drew? Perfect. 
she she's pulling on me. She's like, I don't want to fucking read about a missing shoe. I want to read about murder, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I get it. I get it. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I I, know, I get that too. And I'm just like, well, you need to give it a give it a chance. I think you might like it. Like it might be right up your right. Up, it might be right up your alley. Like it's it's written for girls your age, and there's still mystery books, and they're still written, you know, not far from when Agatha Christie was still Agatha Christie was still writing into like the seventies. Yeah. I'm um, like, so it's not, I mean, it's not that far right. out from when she, I, 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 I can guarantee you there's some Agatha Christie influence on these books. And she's like, oh, I guess. So I bought her one at the, well, at my used book sale uh, where I dropped a hundred fucking dollars on used books and <laughs> shit for me and the family. Oh, dude, I bought the movie Dave. <coughs> Dave. With oh. Kevin Klein. Oh, yeah. About the movie Dave, I fucking love that. Did you like? Did you ever see that movie? I don't think I have. Oh, we might have to do Dave on the podcast because Dave is hands down that is peak Kevin Klein, my friend. Okay, all right. Hey, uh, did she read it, Nancy Drew? Or she hasn't she... read it yet. No, she's ah, like she's okay. all, she's reading. We also bought her the first Lemony Snicket book. Okay, and so she's reading that. She's into that, but she won't read the fin. <laughs> Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. Um, was it? Speaking of reading, I have uh, yeah. gotten to the point of my reading where I am back at the Dark Tower. I'm on book seven of the Dark Tower. Yeah, book seven of the Dark Tower already? Yep. Oh, man. I get so obsessed. But um, it's um, I'm at the part where... Uh, I can't even tell you because you're not even there. But there's a part where things are... Going downhill and very quickly, and I'm like, ah. But, uh, right, hopefully, I'll be done with it in the next week or so. Um, I'm listening to some Ray Bradbury. Um, cause I'll, I'll put some Ray Bradbury on every once in a while. Um, let me see. Oh, I saw, um, the rest of, uh, Ted Lasso. What'd you think? I liked it. Everybody was bitching about it, but no. They didn't serve. They didn't serve the fans. They served their characters. Yeah, and then the um, no, I, I I liked it. And then the characters, I'm just happy where everybody was at the end. Um, very sweet. Very uh, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, the dance numbers where they sing that uh, um, sound of music, farewell, goodbye. I thought that was super sweet. Like they got a whole like they did such a good job on that. Yeah, like, was, wrapping yeah. that up. Um, oh, um, I started watching uh, Monarch on. Apple TV. Oh, what are you thinking about? I'm on, we're watching that too. I'm on episode one. Uh, I just finished episode one. We're on. I, we're about to start episode three. Emily I, and I. Emily's into fucking Godzilla right now. Oh, perfect. There's a Godzilla movie out. I I'm aware. I want to see it. Go, my, Guys, uh, minus did zero. You see oh, it? Minus zero. No, not yet. I want to finish Monarch. Just in case it's not. Like, it doesn't. Oh, it's perfect. A, it's a Japanese one. Perfect. Yeah, fuck that. Okay, cool. It's yeah. no. It's, it, 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 it's it's essentially a remake of the first. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I, I saw a trailer of it where like uh, he's about to do his, uh, his atomic blast and his spine pops out. Bah, bah, bah. I'm like, oh, dude. But she wants to go back and watch like the old Japanese ones. Fuck yeah, she does. Um, They're on HBO. I know they are. Yeah. I showed her. I'm like, look, we have all these Godzilla movies. The first one's watch. scary. The first one is scary. Like, oh, it. Um, yeah, dude, it's just it's because it, it's creepy. Cause it's all in black and white, and it's very like, yeah. yeah. But then they get kid friendly as they get older and then they get, like, but then um there's three different types of like godzilla 
movies within the Godzillas. Now, they all don't tie to each other, but they kind of do. Like, the first, like, three tie together, right? Yeah. And like, then, Godzilla, Godzilla raids again, and then... Yeah, and then there's the, ones where, like... There's, there's the, a book you can buy that has the first two Godzilla stories, the written stories that they adapted ooh. them from, you can buy. You can buy Godzilla and Godzilla raids again on a, in a book. Like, they released a book. Yeah, no. They, they, they translated the stories from Japanese, and... Well, like, there's one where, like, um, they don't even acknowledge other Godzilla movies. Like, um, there's the, they acknowledge the first one. Like, Shin Godzilla wasn't, and I know that. So that, was, that was, like, a kind of yeah. new one, one off. But then there's also, like. Which, I wonder if they do a fucking sequel. Right? I, they, they won't do it. But, like, the favorite, the one I, that I liked was in the 80s, and it was Godzilla and he had the white eyes. Because he was embodied, he's the embodiment of all the people that died in the nuclear blast combine into the thing. Oh. He's the one with the darker uh, skin tone. Like, uh-huh. the, like the almost black and then he's got like the blue. Oh, like the, so that's the one that the 80s game, the video game was based yeah, on, Yeah, right? that's the one. That's the one based on that all that. That video game was fucking, did you ever play that video game? I did. That fucking video game was awesome. And then there's, and then there's also the, the space ones and then there's also the Millennium ones. Yeah. The, uh, Millennium Godzilla is probably my favorite one because it's just like, it involves the campiness as well. Like, all the I want to, um, I mean, how far is Mothra into this? Is that like... Mothra is his own monster, but they're still kind of part of the same thing. But Mothra comes in, I think, in like 61 or 62. Okay. And then it's not too far off from like that from that one. I think it's like movie four. Is it the fourth movie? I think so. Okay. Um, but Mothra... I, I, is, I, is it... Le- so does, I might like, have the DVD somewhere. Uh, I think it's on... Max. I think it's on Hulu too. Or Max. Because um, that Mothra used to be my ringtone. I know. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, it was funny. One of my cousins was all like, "Oh, like the two Japanese." I'm like, "That's my friend's, <laughs> my friend's ringtone right now." It was Mothra. <laughs> um, did you watch Sky Pilgrim yet? No, I've not. It is. I will say this. It is at the same time a sequel and a reboot, and how you're like, how would you do that and make it really good still? Uh-huh. When you see it, you'll be like. Oh fuck, that's really smart. It's it's weird, but it makes sense when you get to the end. Okay. Like at, when you get to like two or three episodes in, when they start revealing everything. Yeah. It's not. It is a straight Scott Pilgrim adaptation until you get to the end of the first episode. Okay. Okay. And then the last thing I watched was The Killer by David Fincher. Killer, the killer. It's um, a Netflix movie. David Fincher did. Okay. And um, um, what's his face? Magneto, Michael Fassbender. Yep. Is a um hitman. And he does his hitman stuff to Smith songs. <laughs> nice. And it's an interesting. It's based on a comic. Oh, okay. It was interesting. I was okay. I liked it. It was fun. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. What about you? Anything else? Uh, no, that's been, I've been sick, so I haven't really been awake. I'm trying to see if I got any other books I read. Oh, you know what? I did. I finished the last battle. I finished uh, Narnia. Oh, the whole series. Yeah, it only took me 30 years, but yes. So, um, what do you think then? I like it. I think it was good. What was the last? What was the last book? The the last battle. The last battle. Our final battle, or whatever the fuck they call it. That's where Aslan um, ends up uh, 
Did you read all those? No. What did you say you hadn't finished those? That's where Eslin uh, gets, uh, what's his, uh, he ends up coming back down, right? He's like, descends down, and then, like, he throws the devil into hell and says, I am the way and I'm the Lord, right? No, no, he doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know where you got that. Says so judging people, sending everybody, pushing all the Narnians into, like, a pit of fire. <clears throat> Is that not how it goes? Oh, oh, so I'm the asshole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, I'm reading a comic <laughs> called Past Tense. Okay. Uh, that's done by the guy who did The Rattler, Jason McNamara. Oh, yes. It's good. So what happens in this is um, this girl runs a, like, a virtual reality, like, AI type, like, thing that you can, like, live, you can, like, see things happen. Like, it's like watching a movie. Uh-huh. But they do it through the serial killer. And the serial killer picks up that they're using his shit. Like, he's a retired serial killer. And this serial killer, like, picks up that they're using his, his like, memories. Oh, okay. And so he's like, I'm going to go and start killing again. Nice. Oh, wait. Uh, it just came out in the last couple, like, in the last year or it's so. It's the teenagers that go back in time, right? No, they don't go back in time. What movie is that? That's not a movie. They don't go back in time. No, there's a movie that goes back in time. Okay, that's Back to the Future. No, there's a movie that goes back in time. It's like the the mom was attacked, all her friends died, and she survived. Gotta go back in time. And then yeah, that's Back to the Future. No. And then she and, ends, she ends up like going back in time, and then she's back in the '80s, and her mom's like. Okay, that was a different movie. Okay, that's that's a good. Did you watch that movie? I did. What movie was that? Is that, that the killer? That wasn't the killer. Are you fucking Back to the Killer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're thinking of. Um, the one where Sabrina's in it, right? Is that Sabrina? Yeah. 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 Did you like that? I did like it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I had to watch that because uh, you you and like two other people sent that to me. They're all, hey, is this the thing you're working on? Because it sounds <laughs> like the thing you're working on. <laughs> yeah. Um, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. Uh, oh. I read a book. What book is that? Uh, I read a bunch of different little books. It's the Kindles Unlimited, so I'll just read random oh. books. Oh. But Cryptid Encounters... The fir- encounters. Yeah, first one is Mysterious Creatures, Cryptid Encounters. Uh, read it. Uh, it was decent. It was whatever. Then I read Horror in the Pines, Unexplained True Stories. That one was that one kind of creeped me out a little bit. It was just a bunch of true people's uh, reading things about happening in the woods. And then I read Crypt- uh, Mysterious Creatures, Cryptid Encounters, Volume 2. Uh, this one just got a little dry and repetitive. I listened to, oh, I listened to one of those, those, those ones, too, with Amazon singles. Uh-huh. And it was uh, Joe Hill. It was called the Pram. The Pram. It's a little creepy. You should give it a look. Uh, was it? I also uh, downloaded a sample of a book, and I kind of want to buy the book now. What's I think that? I might talk to you about it. Uh, the Wager. Uh, you mentioned it, but I didn't get to hear what it was. David about. Uh, Grant. Okay, so David Grant. Okay, do you know who David Grant is? No. He's the guy who wrote "Flowers of the Killer Moon" the book. Okay. But he also did, um, what's that one we watched about with Robert Redford and Tom Waits in it? Robert Redford and Tom Waits? The, the movie, the where the old man's the the thief. Oh, what movie was that? The, not The Way of the Gun. No. Which one was what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, talking yeah, about? yeah. He wrote the story that that was based on. Okay. Dang, that was like, maybe like... Two or three years ago. Yeah. Okay, um... 
But this story is amazing. Like, so basically, uh, the wager is a boat that came out of from England that was going to, uh, I think, Africa to take back or rescue some Spanish uh, gold that sank in the, in the ocean somewhere. But um, there was a hurricane and the boat got fucking lost and everybody thought 250 people died at sea. Yeah, I mean, they're like, oh, yeah. tragedy. Oh, uh, we didn't tell me about this. And then they go... 200, uh, yeah. 200 days later, a uh, boat ends up in Brazil. And they're saying, like, we survived. It was horrible. But, like, here we are. Like, blah, blah, blah. And the people are almost dying. Then 80 days later, boom, another boat arrives somewhere else saying that they're from, like, the Wagner as, as well. But <clears throat> they're saying, no, shit was going fucking crazy. And they try to fucking eat. They're starting to eat people alive. And there was cannibalism and all this other stuff and debauchery and then they ended up the british parliament ended up coming down taking both sides and there was this giant court case and then like this guy goes through all the historical documents people's diaries the court records and everything and it gives you like this narrative story of what actually happened on like the entire time and uh i can tell you now i was on the edge of my seat reading it. i finished the sample and i keep like debating do i want to read it do i not do i have time Jimmy. Hey, Forrest. It is Frank Oz month. Frank Oz month. We're going to watch a little movie called Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. With Steve Martin. All right. And Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine's it? Yes, he is. Next week. Next week. Well, that's going to do it for the episode this week. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at our Instagram at that. Or you can email us at yhblankthat at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.